you make this music? Maybe. Previously last week, the heroes chartered a boat to Fort Belurulian and got sunk on their way there by a dragon turtle. However, they all washed ashore and then they made it to the fort and they met the fort's commander, Liara Porter. They all now, securely ensconced within the fortress of Fort Belurulian, discuss the terms of acquiring a charter to explore deeper into the jungles of Chote. Yes, brave adventurers, welcome to my small expeditionary outpost of Baldur's Gate. Hashtag TM. Baldur's Gate 3. In theaters now. Wow. We're not sponsored by them. Don't... Don't give the audience... This video is sponsored by Fire. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Alright. Mm. Crack my knuckles. Just want to minimize the, uh, the icon. How do I do that? Alright. Vote for Belru. Bel. Fuck. Belurian. Don't correct me, I got this. Belru. Belruian. Belarusian. No. <laughs> Belarus, let's go. Let's go! So uh, I didn't. I didn't actually catch last session because I had to leave. So we're at the fort, right? And right now, you you said in the opening that we're currently checking to see if if we can get a charger char charter. In Phone's deeper. dead. Got to get a charger. Your phone's dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your phone's dead. You got to get the right charger, but it's a proprietary like little connector thing. So that's why you're here. Okay. And we're currently talking to the leader of the fort then? You are inside of this fort on the periphery of Port Nyanzaru. Inside the large grand hall, you look to your left and your right, and you see these huge heads of dinosaurs mounted on the wall as trophies. You also see a ton of like limbs and body parts of different humanoid species and they're twitching like the undead limbs are there's like hands that are flexing and legs that are extending and contracting pinned to the walls of this large hall that you find yourself in and the woman in front of you she seems to be um, clearly athletic in good shape the commander of Fort Belruian, Liara she is a middle-aged woman she has some grain of her hair but clearly sharp She's seated at a desk of papers and different notebooks and maps laid out in front of her, and she is absentmindedly going over the different documents in front of her as she speaks with your group about the details of acquiring a charter. Yes, so standard charter, once you hear in short, moving through the jungles, we require 50% of all treasures you uncover. Those will need to be submitted to us for accounting and taxing purposes upon departure from Cholt. And, uh, see, the standard fee for a charter to explore our held territory here is going to be 50 gold pieces. Bro, we don't have any money. Grok threw all gold at Turtle. Yes, we are here under the name of Shindra Shelvin. Never heard of her. 
Really, she is quite famous in Baldur's Gate. Well, perhaps, perhaps we do something for you to get Charter. Well, I thought you'd never ask. So I'm sorry I've never heard of Sintra, but I have been on this, this posting for some years now. I uh, do have a couple of things that you could help me out with. There is an individual who has come up the borders of the coast there between us and Port Nianzaru. I don't suppose you wouldn't mind handling this little uh, situation that's developed for us. What seems to be the problem? Well, a neighboring uh, city-state. We'll call them Belgurians. They have established themselves a little plantation. They're using locals to farm rubber. Rather brutal arrangement they have there. And, of course, they're not paying their taxes within our territory. So, there's a bit of an impasse they've placed us at. If you wouldn't mind going over there and destroying everyone, every structure there, and killing everyone there. Or, if they decide to cooperate, take all their money and bring it back here for us. The individual in question, his name is Leopold, and I'd much appreciate it if you convinced Leopold to just do his part as a citizen within the Baldur's Gate territory, and collect taxes from him. Baldur's Gate territory reach all the way here? Yes, we have laid claim to these territories in Scholt. That's why you will need to purchase a charter and make sure that you are abiding by the terms of those charter and returning 50% of all treasures collected within Scholt to us. 30% say what? I said 50%. Uh, A. Well, I heard 30%. Croc also heard 30%. Well, I don't know how much more clearly I can alliterate this. 5, 0, 50, 50, 50%. 15? No. <laughs> now I think yeah, you're being... Yeah, 15%, a... it seems good. All right, uh, there's an offer. 15 is a good deal. You guys great. I'm looking for a better deal. I think you're being intentionally obtuse. Well, 50% is already enough for us. You know, we're also doing your job, so 50% is great. Grok thinking more than fair. Well, I'm not really interested in what you think is more than fair, because that is the going rate, and that's the rate we enforce. And if you run into any of our patrols in the jungle, and you're not going to be paying us 50% to that patrol so they can take it back to here in Fort Bellarian, uh, we're going to have a little bit of problem. Grok, understand. You want us hand over treasure so that you can take 50% of treasure we earned rightfully. That's correct. Just for charter. You're hmm. in our territory. If we're allowing you to go treasure hunting within our domain. That's very well, generous of us, wait, if you think about it. You, okay, Tarotis will look at Grok, and we use his telepathic uh, thing, and he says, Grok, do you uh, remember the treasure that you said that uh, we're, we can get from another man? Grok, remember? Yeah, let's, let's have this one instead. I don't think it's worth to have treasure hunting. We already got one uh, contract. Grok shakes his head. Grok hear you, but Grok also realized that 
these guys might be an option that we not want close off just quite yet. Oh, no, no. I mean, that's... No, We're you, not you an option. Have... If you are caught within our borders, you will be held accountable as trespassers and thieves. And we'll make sure that you pay one way or another. You either have this charter or you'll have problems. Yeah, sure. Where exactly is this person you are wanting us to kill? Well, finally, a reasonable individual amongst your party... Friend. Zerdos, was it? Mm-hmm. To the north, right along the coast, you'll find this little plantation they have. Go there, bring us back the head of Leopold, as well as any ghoul that he has working for him, and we'll pay you 20 pieces of gold on top of a free charter that you can use to explore the interior of Chult without any worry. Grok think this extortion. What about... <laughs> the three other things we find at this plantation. Find us keepers as long as you're dividing it as discussed previously, 50-50 for us, 50 for you. 15, 1585 says what? If, if you want to take 15% of the profits and give 85% of the profit to us, we're not going to stop you. <laughs> Grok, no, you know what I mean. I think I know. Uh, for this particular instance, in the plantation, we take 60, you take 40. If you're able to deal with Leopold and get him out of my hair once and for all, this one-time arrangement at the rubber plantation, we will split 60-40. That sounds more reasonable. Stick my hand out. Grok accepts. She shakes her hand and going to each one of you gives you the handshake where she takes your hand in one hand and then comes around with the other hand and she's cupping your hands with the handshake. She's got surprisingly rough hands. Very strong. She's been out here and she's not a sit in the office all day commander. She's all in boots on the ground out there helping with the fortifications and you guys seal the deal. She marks on the map where you can find the plantation and leaves you to your business. Grok looks at the others in his party. Grok think simple. We kill everybody and smash all of them and we get free charter. Easy peasy. Except for the fact if they are being used as slaves we should free them. Hmm. I'm more interested into the treasure to be honest. Grok nods. Uh, me not so worried about slaves. Maybe they like being slave. Oh no, not again. Most people don't like being slaves. How about we sell them? Grok, think that wonderful idea. More profit. <laughs> oh no. You, nah, I was okay. No. You, you think about it. I mean, that's just extra money. No, Grok. I will not think about it. <laughs> Grok, Grok, understand. Grok, no, you're, you're not too bright. Hmm. Well, if we find this treasure, keep the uh, let me keep the um the shiny things. Grok have no problem with that. No offense, Nezerdos. Depends on what the shiny things are, but I generally have no quarrel. Grok think the greed. 
consumes everybody too much. Grok not need material things. Grok don't mind a um, wager here or two, though, for better weapon for smashing. So I got Grok my turtles. How is everybody doing after the dragon turtle encounter and the mosquitoes? Um, me? I think I wanted to... I don't know why, but I remember that I wanted to see the guy who was ma who was making the uh, the um, uh, the ballistic. Oh uh, yeah, you wanted to check out the ballistics up on top of the on top of the fortifications there. Yeah, the ballistic with the harpoon. All right, so Teridos is wandering away. He's going up to the one of the walls think Zerdos, you're kind of checking in with everyone to see how they're doing after the day's travel. I'll say at this point, it is dark. The day has ended, and now along the entire wall that surrounds the fort, you see all these different flames and lanterns get lit around the perimeter, so it gives, it gives some of a view into the jungle, just as the walls kind of slope down. It immediately is just swallowed in this wall of darkness as the canopy of the jungle creeps in. And it was noisy before during the day, but as the sun goes down, the jungle just explodes in all these sounds, the frogs, you hear these screechings of monkeys. It is it is even louder if possible. So that's what you're walking up to, Teridus. As a Zerados, you try and get a gauge of all the party. Actually, not sure how everyone's looking. Um, yeah, I don't know either. I'm checking my character sheet right now, and I have full health. I don't know if I just didn't get hit or I just didn't mark it. So I'm just gonna go out of limb and say, Grok, uh, roll, yeah, roll a Constitution saving throw. Sure, why not? I, I love Constitution saving throws. Oh, six. Six. So Zerdos, as you talk to Grok, you see his throat has continued to swell. He is looking... Oh. Yep, yep. Um, it's wiggly a little bit. Oh, uh, you would, you could say oh, Grok's Grok. throat's writhing. Oh. Not again. So Grok, Grok. we cleared all these out already. Grok noticed that. What, what is this? The leeches in your throat are back. Grok no like leeches. Grok? Yeah? You're going to go ahead and take a point of exhaustion as you... Sure. You don't have like a... You're not feeling ill. You don't have like a cold or any kind of infection like that. But you do have like a puffiness around your throat. And when you kind of like put your hand on your neck... There's like a squishy, watery feel. Okay. You're so, swole. You're looking swole. Okay. Well, then, Grok. Grok takes his hands and tries to just squeeze the juice out of his throat. You squeeze and you feel these things like in your throat moving around as you toothpaste tube a couple of these long leeches out of your mouth and one of them kind of like squiggles up through your nose and you're like sneeze a couple uh, leeches leeches out I hate this uh, grok grok symbiotic 
Um, Grok, Grok, let's uh, just do what we did last time. Open your mouth. Grok opens his gaping maw. Okay, I'm just gonna try to mind sliver all the leeches again. Yep. Yeah, uh, you mind sliver a lot of these leeches, and Grok, you kind of have to like not choke on all the leech blood. That's it's mostly your blood, but there's a little bit of leech blood in there. Grok, thank you. Grok, very grateful. <laughs> Tardis, you head to the walls and you're inspecting one of these ballista. It's about the size, you know, it's about four, five feet long. And you're trying to discover like what the mechanisms behind it launching these. There's like a little pile of stones right next to it. Trying to figure out like how it works when one of the guards saunters up. Oh, what are you looking at? Oh, yeah. what, what are you up to? Ah, no worries. I'm just checking out this piece of machinery that you got there. Oh, see? Yeah, yeah. well, we bought these from Alchemates, we did. It's the best launch of, of rocks you can buy in your market, it is. I can buy it? That's what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can buy it, because we're a professional operation, we are. You? Not sure okay. if you have the connections you need to buy one of these beauties right here. That goes up and starts rubbing it. Hey, it's one of the finest pieces of equipment out on market right now, is. Or it's more interesting to see who built this uh, machine. What Orchimates? You haven't heard of him? Excuse me, son? Orchimates? What, are you wanting me to spare out for you? You mean Archimy? No. Well, look, here, yeah, I'll just go ahead and he starts fiddling with one of the... Uh, faceplates on the side of it and he after a minute or two removes like this panel and you see the inside is just this long twisted sinew maybe of like a dinosaur or some kind of reptile it's just spun and twisted all the way around the inside it's like a tightly wound spring and you're not sure like what the mechanics would be for like how it flings but you can tell just by looking at it, the tension that's held by this thing is pretty impressive. It'd be it'd be able to do some damage if you got hit on the other end of this thing. Or is the owner of this uh, machine? Boom. Hey, we uh, it'd be uh, Leora. She's a commander around here. She makes sure our defenses are top notch. Where can I find her? Um, uh, I just saw you talking to her. Um, alright, uh, here for that, uh, I'm going to sleep, I, I'm sure you have a duty to fro- fail to guard this, uh, fort, I assume. Oh, yeah, that's right, I'll be making sure you're tucked in and you're sleeping all night like a baby, you is. <laughs> <laughs> you can count on me for your personal safety. <laughs> You can trust me with your life and livelihood. Oh my gosh! This whole this whole land has been Australians and like a and, and like a weird. And a, it's the same voice too. When we were in the main city, it was just the same voice. I think he's from Texas. Don't you call me an Australian? There's nothing but criminals down there. <laughs> 
He just say, ah, okay, ciao, good night. As he walk, it walks off, and uh, tries to find uh, either Zerdos or Grok. Yep, Zerdos, Grok, beer, boom. Kind of come across them as there's like a big pool of black blood and like splatter all around them. They seem to be done. Uh, mind slivering the leeches in Grok's throat again. What the fuck is this? Grok had the leeches. He's Zardos is like trying not to vomit. How? How? Grok eat many interesting things. Grok not opposed to eating everything once. Just so happened one thing lead to another. What did you eat or either drink? Leeches. Eh? I ate leeches. That's what I ate. That's how I got leeches. I'm sorry. Okay. Just It's just a... They looked appetizing. Grok realized maybe leech not the best nutritionally wise. Oh, yeah. I hope you get money for that. Grok no need money when got best wizard thing Zerdos. Oh, so yeah. I think we should get some, somewhere to at least. I am a sorcerer. Grok mistaken. Sorry, Zerdos. Sorcerer. <laughs> Use magic from bloodline. No All right, problem. guys. Oh, go ahead. Nope. Grok done. With sentence. Alright, I think that, that's enough for tonight. Let, let's get some rest. We have a full journey tomorrow. Croc is a little you. tired. Let's go to bed. Y'all taking a full rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. How? Okay, so I'm assuming Teratus drank two gallons of water because he has the alchemist jug. I did not Everyone hear. Can, everyone can literally <laughs> drink wait uh, you you said two gallons I can pour I can worst pour com- uh, eight gallons I mean, worst comes to worse you know I guess yeah just, so Grok just... and Zerdos can drink two gallons each and there's like just two left I hear this is what you can do however I did not hear Grok or Zerdos say I go up to Terados and I drink two gallons of water. Could or I, I have a or I have a bottle that I filled up with Zerdos for the day. So Got unless it. I hear those things I'm going to need a constitution saving throw from Grok and Zerdos. Well I don't mind a constitution saving throw. I mean I'm really good at those. 12. 12? And Zerdos? Oh no. Oh, only one taking the image. Okay. Okay. So, both of you, having traveled throughout the entire day, you they're like, oh crap, I'm dehydrated. You just feel exhausted. So you try and drink two gallons right before going to bed. You have to spend like, you have to get up two or three times to go take a piss during the night. Messes up your sleep schedule. Each of you are going to take a point of exhaustion. And then you are going to remove that point of exhaustion because you slept good enough. So, 
Grok, you're still going to have a point of exhaustion from the throat leeches. And you, instead of going up to two, go back down to just have one. Got it. But both of you... No, throat throat leech is bad. But both of you are now aware that you're going to need to either have a jug that you are filling up every day and drinking through throughout the day, or you're going to get dehydrated. Make sure to do that from now on. And then Grok. What's up? He's not wearing leeches. Yeah, seriously, I don't. I don't need any of those. I don't need any more leeches in my life. What you doing about your water situation? Like there is water here available at the fort. There's a couple barrels that. Oh yeah, well you know I think Grok would just take it, you know, without asking. Okay. So you go ahead and just start going around, and you see that there are these rain catchers. They're kind of like janky, they're clearly not as uh, lovely or as well crafted as the ones in Port Nianzaru, but they're functional. And you yeah, go right. ahead and utilize the different water barrels. And yeah, so as he drinks, he's also going to look for our water skins so that he can have water on the road. Yeah, you find two. Oh, nice, cool. As he picks them up, Grok, take these. Grok, no don't know who belonged to Grok take anyway as he talks to just the air you know or anybody around technically but you look around uh, and and no one overheard you oh great so yeah Grok (laughs) Grok fills them up in the rain catcher water and puts them you know around his belt ready for the uh, ready for the trip ready for the to kill some rubber miners that were just trying to just trying to make a living wage selling slaves and I oh do something my we god roll a constitution saving throw grok what are you trying to do Teridus? uh can i sell my scale mail is there like an armory somewhere in the fort yeah absolutely okay uh i'll go to the nearest uh armor shop from the from the fort Yeah, you come to yeah, a pretty shabby-looking building. It's pretty much a supply shop. This is a very modest armory for a expeditionary force out here in the middle of the jungle. And you walk in there, and yeah, you're seeing this uh, elderly gentleman. Looks like he's he's trying to polish uh, different metal equipment as you walk up to him. Hello, here. Uh, uh, yes, sir. How can we help you? Well, James C.R. Ford, I assume that we, you will need, like, some more armor in the area, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we try and keep ourselves protected as much as possible out here. Alright. Well, I have this scale mount. And he pulls out this scale mount, puts it on the table, and says, I have this scale mount for sale. Yeah, he's pretty bulky, hey. Not going to be doing well in the weight department out here in the jungle. It's probably someone I could set up on maybe one of the blister with this. Give you five silver for it. You have to be kidding me, right? Look, it's the best I can do. We're operating on a tight budget these days. Our funding just got decreased back home. Look, bumped that up to seven silver just so it's not rotting away in your inventory. 
Nah, mate. It's gonna be okay. He pulls out the skeleton and says, Nah, not not worth. Wait, 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 wait. wait don't, we don't walk away. It's a, all right, two gold. Hey, it's crazy. I buy it for more, ma- uh, gentlemen. The master of the talking. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's not dirty as well. It's very polished, so get more uh, for your crafting, my boy. It doesn't matter out here. Everything rusts. It's the moisture. It's the humidity. All right. Is it really the, that dusty, my scale mail? Or... No, it looks fine. I mean, it, it looks a little green as it starts to corrode a little bit down here, but you know, nothing that can't be brushed off. Mm. Nah, I'm good. Walks off. Uh, wait, very... come back. Uh, uh, two, uh, two gold, one silver. How many are you saying? Two gold, one silver. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's going to be hard to lug that thing around throughout the, the What'd you get on that con check there, uh, Grok? Uh, <laughs> uh, nah. I for, uh... He's just going to... You guys gotta get out of you the store and enjoying the, the con check or con saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Got it. Oh man, I'm rolling bad today. Nine. You feel real tired uh, all of a sudden. You now have okay. two points of exhaustion, and and didn't, now your throat is starting to hurt. Didn't I yep. just wake up? You sure did. I feel like this is happening for a reason. Maybe maybe we didn't get rid of the eggs in the throat or something. <laughs> Damn throat leeches. So my throat starts to hurt again, you said. So I guess mm-hmm. I'll feel around, see if there's any leeches, right? So your throat is more leech than throat now. Oh my god. Tardus! Tardus! Zerdos! Somebody! Leech throat! So what are y'all doing? I guess Grok's probably trying to find Zerdos again, you know, try to Get the le- leech. Just try to de-leech. Hopefully this isn't like a daily occurrence. <laughs> Seriously, again? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Me, I'm going to sacred flame these, this thing, even though... Sacred uh, flame? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the target gets no benefit from cover from this saving show, so it can be inside your body, and they can be evaporated. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't... Would that work? <laughs> so, Zeros, work? you come back to, uh, oh yeah, uh, Teratos, you come back to Zeratos and uh, Grok, and you remember that splatter? The splatter zone has increased by a few feet now, and Zeratos, as you try and, like, mind sliver and remove all these different leeches from the throat of Grok, it's like a leech hydra in there. Every time you, like, pop one leech, two more take its place. It's a problem. So, I am wondering why, why did I, why do I have leeches in my throat? Like I I missed the last session a little bit uh, at the end. So like what? There are some diseases in the jungle, and there's wow. a couple different ways to contract them. Got it. Some of the diseases, um, well, they'll happen. And yep, you, you got throat leeches. They'll just happen. Well, you rolled low when I rolled for you. Got it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to hit them all this time. 
by uh, you all reconvene and after a little bit of leech killing you have the day for yourselves what are you doing I'm gonna do this for myself okay Zardos manages to hold his breakfast (laughs) (laughs) me I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna put my. I'm just gonna eat mayonnaise. mayonnaise. <laughs> how, how'd, how'd you find mayonnaise all the way out here? Alchemy jug. Yeah, alchemy jug. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and also I, I filmed my. Well, with the last two uh, uh, gallon that I put, I put them on my water skin, so I'd be good. Would anyone else like to fill their water skin? Yes. Well, I already, I already filled <laughs> both of mine, so... Yes! <laughs> Alright, everybody's I, got full I, I, of I, I filled mine. I, I filled mine this morning. Uh, last night, as I should say. Alright, and I'm gonna say both... Yeah, 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 yeah. Both Grok and Zerdos, your water skins, are one gallon. And uh, Therados, Therados, you're the only one with a two-gallon alchemy jug. I can pour... Uh, I can pour eight gallons if I want. Water's going to hold four pints. I never knew my conversions. So I don't know how much that is. Do you realize how heavy eight gallons of water is? Let's say four pints is one quart, or maybe two pints in a quart. Yeah, I think that's about a half gallon. There are eight pints in a gallon, yeah. Right. Enough of these so leeches. Half a gallon. So it's, so it's, one, so it's one gallon, I think. So maybe I'll just refill my water skin throughout the day with the alchemy jug. Yeah. All right. Onwards. You said it. Plantation. All right. So you guys being very careful with your water and making sure that you get it from the pure water source of the alchemy jug. Top off for the day and start making your way through the jungle towards the rubber plantation. Why is the water jug? Why is the alchemy jug saving our lives? Yeah, that turned out to be crutch. Clutch in this campaign. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it is. Hopefully. And by the way, it's from my... It's not even... Uh, but the uncommon magic item, it's from the infusion. That's it. Oh, nice. It's so, being very clutch. Who is leading the party as you guys make your way through the jungle? And what course are you taking? There's three options. You go along the coast of the northern part of this small peninsula, or the southern coast of this small peninsula, or you could go directly through the middle, in which the jungle is a little thicker. Grok will lead, and Grok lead through jungle, get there faster. Does that sound like a good plan to everyone else? Don't we need to go to the, uh, uh, the shore? Yeah, we need to the plantation. Yeah, Grok, go through forest, get to plantation. Fastest route. So, on your map, Liara pointed out on this peninsula just above you guys, there is a plantation ran by this gentleman, Leopold. And it's about right, yeah, right, right about meow. So you can either go up on the northern coast, southern coast, or right through the middle as Grok is suggested. Yeah, we can go where Grok leads us. Okay, so you all fall, step in line behind Grok. Grok, give me a survival check. As you... Grok's really good at these. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Five. 
my god. Five? Yeah, I've, I'm rolling so, so low this this session. Alright, so you all fall behind Grok, and you're like, oh, well, follow Grok! And go ahead and roll a d6 for me, Grok. Don't worry. Grok nowhere go! Yeah, yeah exactly. Five. Alright. So you guys follow him behind Grok, and as he leads you, you kind of see yourselves going back down to the beach, where the ship... The brazen Pegasus was stuck. Grok, this is the wrong direction. Grok, know that. Grok just want to admire ship again. Yeah, it comes into view over one of these little hills, and you you see the ship. It's it's very smashed. Oh, Grok love the ship. Grok, no, not good as land, but Grok appreciate ship, even though it got smashed. Grok also realized he rambling. Grok, lead once more. Mm-hmm. All right, Grok, give me another survival check as you try and reorient your bearings and figure out which way is north. Eleven. Now that you're on the coast, you can see around you. You see that there's a tree line. You know exactly which way. That way. So you start going north. Were you trying to go along the coast once more, or are you heading into the thick of the jungle? You better believe that we're going through the thick jungle. It's the fastest way. Hot. All right. So at this point in the day, you burned up a pretty substantial amount of daylight. You're getting into the later part of the afternoon. Why don't you give me one more survival check to see if you can stay on track for the day. Try and make one more square. Let's do it. Sixteen. No problem. Hauling ass through this jungle right now. You're starting to see, like, little signs of... Well, there's some kind of... The land is being worked in some capacity. You're seeing that there are these buckets that have been hung on these trees by, like, these huge nails. And from the nails, you look inside them and you see that they're hollow. And as they embed themselves deep within the tree, there's this sticky yellow sap that leaks out of the nails and into the buckets that they're hung on. Yeah, and the more you go the more you go north, you're seeing more buckets on these trees. Some of the buckets are like halfway full, other uh, other buckets are you know quite a bit less than that. Grok appreciate a good sap or two. Grok been around his fair share of tree. But Grok doesn't partake in any of the sap, for he has a mission to lead his friends. All right, Grok, roll a d20. Easy. I love love d20s. Oh, nine. Nine? Nine. All right, in front of you, as you come through these trees and see a lot of of these real suspicious buckets, these sus bucks. You see a small circle of stones, and in the small circle of stones, there is a pile of grass. Like, the grass comes up a little bit higher. Um, could you say that one more time? There's a semicircle. There's a semicircle of stones in this little clearing that you come across, and what comes up a little bit higher than the grass that surrounds the entire jungle like most most of the jungle there there's no grass. This is all like trees and vines, a lot of ferns, but in this small clearing, 
there seems to be grass, and inside of this circle of stones, the semicircle, the grass comes up a little higher. Okay. Grok, no like high grass. Grok looks back at his group. How dark is it? You, you said it was getting pretty dark, or...? It's in the afternoon, sun's still up, and it's casting these long shadows. You can see clearly into this glade, into this clearing. Grok looks at his team. Grok think maybe set up camp here? Looks pretty good. Clearing. Tall grass? Mmm, tall grass. Wait, what guys? I'm gonna have mate the my mage hand that's pretty much constantly out holding the parasol. Can have it just go poke the raised grass with the parasol. Yeah, it's definitely grass. Uh, your mage hand is able to easily push in between the blades and kind of like push it apart. It's pretty thick. Like you can't quite see, like you can see your hand pushing through it, but you're not able to see anything that might be at the bottom of the grass, a patch, patch of grass. And poking the bottom doesn't do anything. You poke, no, nothing happens. Shame, shave. Grok meanders into the grass and uh, sits down. Grok, you sit uh, down on something sharp. Oh, Grok, a little poke uh, in the butt. Yeah, Grok raises up and Grok takes out his maul and smashes the sharp thing. Okay, yep. You hear the sound of like glass and uh, metal smashing. <laughs> Crunch. Grok looks closer at at this glass metal thing. So as your teammates come into the clearing and yeah, as you look down at the, the place where you smash, where Grok smash, you're seeing like in this long grass, there's a like a game trail, like a little bit of a trail where some of the animals of the jungles have like pushed it aside and made a path. And in there, there is a it's like a makeshift little camp where uh, an explorer had come in, widened out some of the areas of the of the path of the game trail, and they built themselves like a pretty you know those like YouTube videos of like the um, the people making like really elaborate outdoor campsites like th- this is pretty nice like you see like a thatched inside area of like a, a pretty open like, living area and then all these little branching passageways with like little bedroom areas and and now it's all just smashed all of it's like completely destroyed and as you kind of like go through the smashed remains of this little fort that they made here you pull up these uh navigators tools that have just been completely shattered into a hundred pieces but Grok. clearly, yeah. Grok did not think that through. Yeah, clearly someone had been living here uh, maybe for like a few days, maybe a week. And uh, they they set themselves up pretty nice out here in the wilderness. Uh, secluded, definitely pretty stealthy, um, comfortable, and, and, it's, and, and they're not here now. Well, um, 
Okay, so I guess Grok goes to a different section and sits there, hopefully not anything pointy, and tries to roll out his bed stuff, drink his water, of course, before getting some rest, you know? He needs some rest. Yep, uh, you go over there, and something else pokes you in the butt. Oh my god, what a travesty. Okay, Grok, instead of reaching for his hammer, looks at it first. What could this possibly be? There's a stick sticking out of the ground. Like, right where you're trying to roll out your, your bedding, there's a stick right in the ground. Grok takes the stick uh-huh. and gently lays it on it to the side. So as you try and pull the stick, and it's like been spiked into the ground, it's not easy to remove from the ground. Give me a strength check. Okay, well, strength check, you said? Uh, this is going to be an athletics check. Yep. So you and pull the stick out of the ground and it's a little bit of dirt that comes with it. But as you lift up the stake, there's a hand impaled on. Yes. On the stake, a hand on the stake that's been impaled. And as you pull it out of the ground, the hand begins to wiggle and flex and try and break free of the stick. Okay. Grok throws it as far as he can. You yeet it, and the hand, like somersaults, through the air, lands on a tree, looks back at you, and then scuttles up into the tree. Okay. Grok is done with this tall grass. He takes his bedroll with a... and moves to the not-tallish grass. Hopefully, there's some of that. You find some acceptable grass length and putting your bedding down. You do not get poked in the butt again. Great. Grok sits down finally and drinks his water and looks at his friends. What guys think? You guys think we stay here? What What kind of hand? Human hand. Human hand? Maybe a crawling hand. (laughs) Impaled into the ground? Yes. Hmm. I thought I would. This is going. Just gonna quietly mark that down. Also, sit off to the side. All right, Zerdos. As you take a note about the hand that uh, was crawling around a little bit and had gotten impaled, you all tuck in for a night. Is anybody keeping guard? Is anybody? Are you sleeping on shifts? Um, Grok will take first shift. Grok. Um. Stands up from his unpoked spot. Grok feel good. Grok think take for shift. So friends get rest. Wake me up for a second. Grok will do that. And Grok takes his hammer with him and stands, you know, and looks around, making sure there's no things coming. Mm -hmm. You spend standing with your hammer a few hours. Jungle, the night comes to life around you. Nothing transpires. You feel like it's pretty standard night. You're able to hand off the shift watch to Zerdos as you guys begin to pass the night together. Zerdos, you're taking shift? You're taking watch? Yeah. All right, then about... One or two o'clock in the morning, about an hour after Grok is able to shuffle off and get to sleep, 
Give me a perception check as you look out into this very noisy jungle at night. Natural 20. Natural 20? Yeah. This is Erdos. You listen. The jungle noises. You're surprised that there's such a distinction between how many things come awake in the jungle. And then you're thinking about the biology. Just this dichotomy between all these things that come alive at night to try and escape the heat and to hunt and survive. And then the rain starts. You, with your parasol, are able to be more or less unaffected as you continue to keep your vigilant watch throughout the night. And then you see something. There's something in the darkness. You see two eyes. Pretty close to the camp. And then you see hundreds of eyes. Just for a moment. Swirling in the darkness. You realize that this person watching you has seen you watching them. But neither of you move for an instance. You're both just sitting and watching each other in the middle of the night in this jungle. not going to do anything, just going to stay erratic. You let 10, 30 minutes pass, waiting for them to make their move. Then you see them shuffle from the foliage, from the thick rain. There's a small child, a small girl, no older than 12, starts making her way towards the fire. You are surprised. She's very skinny. She is very cold, it looks like. It seems like for someone who's used to a more tropical environment, this is probably about as cold as it gets. And the rain on top of that, it this would make anybody uncomfortable, you feel. And she comes up to the fire, she sits down, she tries to shroud herself in a very inadequate rain protection. She's got a very ragged poncho. She continues to look at you. She's going to give him a very small wave. Nods back to you. After a while, she, like, cuddles up as close as she can to the fire and goes to sleep. Eh. What race is she? She seems to be Cholton. Okay. Local. But that's going to be the totality of your shift. If you'd like to go ahead and pass it off to Teridus. Yeah. She's going to wake him up. Or she's going to 
child. I don't know where they came from. And a point to the kid sleeping by the fire. It looks like a child. Like, where is she, where is she coming from? The watch. The one? It's gonna point out towards the jungle in the direction she came from. What is she doing here alone? I don't know. Can you uh, repeat what race she is? Cholton. She is a, a young local lady. Human? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Human. Oh. Hey, was she alone? Yep, seemed alone. I was asking her those. But thank you. Uh, as far as I can tell. Did you talk to her? No. Okay. Why didn't you? I don't know. <laughs> How long has she been asleep? You said an hour, was it, yeah? Yeah, it's been about an hour or two since she's drifted off, and then we have a third shift coming up here, so. About an hour. Uh, hmm. Press X to doubt. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm going to stay away from Dean for the rest of the night. She might be from the plantation. I don't know. That's what I'm concerned. And also, I don't want to see your stoner or stuff. Good idea. I'm gonna try to get some sleep. Alright. Uh, Zerdos is. Uh, no, that's Zerdos. Paradis is going to. not sleep for like 1 a.m. to until she wake up. Yep, that, yep, that's probably a smart move. So, watching over the campsite, you see the thin rays coming through the... It's a very overcast day, so everything goes from darkness to gray as you all come to consciousness and find that you have a new camper with you. And then we gotta make some throat leeches rolls. Hey, Grok, give me a constitution saving throw. Easy. Uh, really, I'm usually really good at these. Ah, natural 20. Alright. So can go I, ahead. Can I make... Uh, can I concentrate <laughs> on like, bomb, dispel bonfire and make some uh, charcoal? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, you're keeping an eye out on this little girl, but you go ahead and focus in on the fire, do some magic stuff, and go ahead and add some charcoal to your inventory. Yeah, um, Brock uh, is wondering what, what this girl is and how she got here. Well, I'm wondering. Wait, wait, wait. Mm, mm. Um, how much? Uh, uh, what is the quantity that I get from uh, the entire night? I should say. Let well, him finish the throat leeches. <laughs> uh, how many? How many charcoals do I have? 
right, the entire night. So many charcoals. Um, so, Grok, go ahead and reduce your exhaustion level from two to one as you got a natural 20. Actually, natural twenty. No, is that worth? No, it's not worth two. No, no, no. It, it is. It is. No, it's not. You still have the throat leeches. Um, as far as charcoal, I'll, um, I'll, uh, do you want me to roll like a d4 for every uh, every hour that I spend? Because you're keeping an eye on the young lady, you can't let your focus drift too far off. So go ahead and roll one d4. To see, and you're taking last shift, last shift here. So you, yeah, go ahead and roll a d4. Yeah, I roll a one. <laughs> it's me. You uh, know, it's wet. The rain's really messing up the the charcoal collection here. All right, just the pouch of charcoal. That's, that's okay. You get a pouch of charcoal, and as you're gathering that patch, that pouch of charcoal, you're putting it in your pouch. You see her eyes go wide, and she looks up at you and pushing herself off the ground, starts to reorganize her belongings, and she's like clearly like rushed. She's rushing to like get all her things together and then run back off into the jungle. Uh, wait, wait. Thoradis is going to uh, just stop her. Look, all right, I'm appreciative of sharing the fire with me. Thank you, but I... Uh, I can't stay for your safety and mine. Wait, 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 wait. Where are you coming from? It doesn't matter, all right? Just let me go. Are you no, from the No, 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 no. Here's, here's the thing that I need answers for. You you go into a camp, you didn't talk to my friend, and you just lay down without talking to him. So I will need you to answer me some questions, young lady. I don't know you shit, old man. How about you fuck yourself? I can kill you you if I want. I I could have killed you if I want. That's the first thing I I I was going for. I could have killed you if I wanted. And she like puts her hand on a knife on her belt. Yes, I'm from the plantation. All right. Is that what you wanted to know? Oh, well, we're just going through there, exactly, so you might help us with that. Grok, uh, Grok, maybe you think we take you back? Uh, you seem lost. No, fuck it, don't. I'm never going back there again. Oh, okay, you don't, you don't well, like wait, wait, Probably wait. a good idea, considering we're con- going to be killing everyone there. Wait, my family's still there, you can't kill my family. What well, about we save your family, so... You don't know who you lead us there. When Grok tell us Grok, who is leading. When Grok get into a mood, he don't really discriminate when he comes to killing. It's kind of hard. Then I'm not going to lead you back there if you're just going to kill my entire family. Oh no! Okay, Grok. Grok resend. Grok resends his statement. Okay, Grok. <laughs> Grok, well, why you lead us you there? Okay. How about this? You take us back. Go find the people who don't deserve to die, get them into one area, and we'll take everyone else out. No one deserves to die there except for Leopold. Everyone's being forced to labor at the rubber plantation. Grok, Grok, no, understand. How about we save that town from Leopold and go back to the safely? That nobody else deserves to die there except for one person. How is he, how is he 
giving? How is he controlling all of you? He must be very powerful. Like this. And she holds up her right arm. And her hand on her right arm has been cut off. Grok, uh, Grok understand now. I'm terribly sorry. At this point, she's clear. She's tearing up a little bit and she's very distraught. Look, he forces us to work to collect the rubber. He, if we don't obey him, he'll cut our hands off and turn them into into hiders. He cut my parents. Were, they said that they weren't going to work for him anymore. They said that they were going to leave, and that's when he grabbed me and he. He controls all of us like this. Most people are missing either a hand or an arm. It's barbaric. Where's that your... Grok think that reduces productivity. Uh, bungalow? It was. I, I was hiding out here. I was trying to remove the leverage he had over my parents so they could escape, but... And with your hand staked here. There's a lot of hands. There's a lot of hiders that he's he's brought back. I see. Listen, uh, young lady. Here's your fort. Uh, I just, uh, at uh, the south east from there. Get safe here. Well, we all know this situation. You're gonna save my parents? We're going to try, but we're, we were tasked to investigate here. So, no promises, but we'll try. She runs up to you and just like gives you a big old bear hug, and she's only coming up to about your knees or thighs. So, yeah, she gets, she. Gives you a real tight bear hug and wiping away the tears. She's like, all right, I trust you. I'll wait for you back at Fort Belrullian. Hope you make it there, Mark. Uh, stay safe, young one. And she darts off into the jungle. And yeah, she, you can tell she's got like a well put together pack. She's got pretty good camouflage. She's on the more scruffy side, but you know, she, she's doing it. She's surviving out here. Oh wait, 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 wait! Grok, uh, Grok, wait! Uh, before before she goes, um, he pulls his uh, al- he pulls his alchemy jug. He says, "Um, do you have something to handle? Ah, do you have something to handle? Well, to have like a water skin or something?" It's fine. I don't need that. And she gives you like a thumbs up, and you look in the canopy. You see all these split bamboo, just a spider web of different, like, half bamboo pieces that are all spidering and snaking around into these buckets that have been removed from the trees, from their nails, and used to collect water. And do you see that? It's kind of well done. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Stay safe, young one. I hope to see you again soon. 
I'll be, I'll be waiting for you. And whoosh, disappears back into the jungle. And she like grabs a vine and starts swinging through the vine. Uh, <laughs> really the jungle over here. Um, uh, I hate children. Rock, uh, Rock think uh, she probably put her parents in a lot more danger than if she would have just stayed. Thought process probably wasn't there at the time, but uh, we might still be able to save them. Yeah, yeah, let's let's keep going. Post haste. Yeah, post haste. Right, you both are good on constitution checks because got water. So you set out into the day. Grok, are you leading again? Grok always lead. Grok, (laughs) best best survival instincts. I'm going to give you guidance on that. All right, good guidance. Go ahead and roll the survival check to see if you can navigate towards the plantation. That's a D4. Yep. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Grok got an eight. All right. So go ahead and roll me a D6. Five. Another five? Oof. You burst out of the jungle, and you're on the coast again. Grok, damn it! Do you want me to lay the ground, man? Grok, think that might be best. Alright. Grok, Grok, know when to swallow his pride. (laughs) Alright, so... Grok, very emotionally intelligent. I'm suggesting that we follow the coast, so we don't need to actually uh, put ourselves into a different direction. We can just go straight up. But I think we're on the wrong side. Yeah, just just let's go to the right and we'll be fine. We need to go to north. Right? Where exactly do we need to go? On the map. Like... Up towards the tip of this peninsula as you're on. Okay. So yeah, you just follow the ghost up then. Alright. Um, I'm gonna roll survival with the... Please. Yes, I got Oh, that's a 21. 21? Much easier yeah. time. You're seeing some of the paths that are well-trod from the different plantation workers. You're able to pick one of them, and definitely not the most traveled one, as you're trying to come up on this without too much of a profile. But yeah, you're able to travel up through the thicker parts of this jungle on one of these trails, and you do see, as you go farther north, you're finding more buckets, more of these paths that interweave through the jungle. You also... see that there is this it's not quite a chest but it is like a coffer it looks like a cache of some kind on the side of one of these trails and it has one of these like reed roofs to keep it dry somewhat it's clearly like not of the greatest construction it's just like a field cache I don't know what the field cache is it's just like a treasure chest out in the middle of the bush, out in the middle of the wild. 
Hmm. Treasure. Hmm. That's precious. Wait, I'm gonna roll inside. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Oof, that is a wait. I still have my D4. Uh, I know it's gonna, not gonna change anything, but oof, that's a five. So, um, there it is on your grand tinkering expeditions when you're out in the field. You would set up some of these caches just to re resupply very basic things like water, dryable food. This is what you kind of think that's in the vein of. This is a cache set up for people that are out here working all day and they just need like a quick bit of water, something to refuel the tools or the equipment that they're working with. And th that's kind of what this looks like. I'm still going to have Mage Hand whack it with the parasol. Yep, it yep. almost falls over because it's, it's, like I said before, it's very hasty, not just thrown together kind of thing. It's always raining. <laughs> always raining, and this is a very minimal protection to keep it better than just lying out in the jungle. Alright. Uh, do you have a map or... Wait, wait, are you show, going to show a map or...? Nope. Okay. Uh... It's like you guys on a trail, and like right off the trail, there's this little... Like a hut with... Maybe there's stuff in there. Maybe it's just a hut. Uh, saying the inside is like... Ah, let's take a look. Alright, so... Teradus, getting down on your hands and knees, the opening's kind of small, and you're having to crawl in there, and as you do, there's not much space inside. There's maybe a, I'd say like a, a foot and a half, two foot opening that gives gives uh, access to a, like a three by three foot space, and you see some vials on the floor, just kind of, just thrown in there. Oh, he's going to take the vials. All right. You take all the vials. Go ahead and add... Crap, I need a D4. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, it's going to be good for flask of oil. Let's go. Just rolled really low. Go ahead and add two nice. for vials of antitoxin. Wow. Vials. Of Vials of antitoxin. Oh, that is good. Um, Alright, uh, I'll. Okay, so. Um, is that. Uh, is that all? That's all that's in there. Alright. Uh, along the way, um, I want. Oh. <laughs> that is good. Uh, antitoxin. Is that something that is uncommon or wait 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 toxin is poison. Uh give me a sec. It's the opposite of poison. Anti-poison. No, it's the with the poisonous kit. It removes poison. I know. I want to get the recipe for it. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, give me a sec. I gotta reverse engineer this antitoxin. I know it's uh oh yes. Um, I want to know the uh. Grok and Zarados, would you please make perception checks? Sure. Um, with the herbalist kit, can I study the entire toxin so I can get the recipe of it? Nineteen. Three. So, Grok, you see a lot of the... You know those sticks that poked you in the butt? Yeah. Seen a lot of those. Um, Zarados, you don't see anything. It's just sticks for as long as I can see. Grok looks at his team and says, Grok, uh... Croxy, many point sticks. Maybe hands on them. We be careful. Uh, sticks in ground, pin down hands. Disturb sticks, many hands. Grab, no like. Best avoid. That's fair. Uh, Teratus, you're kind of overhearing the hand warning absentmindedly as you go about your work trying to concoct. What what is this poison? And you're thinking through your alchemy and your different herb knowledge. Uh, Go ahead and make a... A dose check? A nature roll to determine if you can find the source of the poison for the anti-venom. Oh, let's go 24... 24? Yeah, you know exactly what kind of poison this is. Alright, so... Oh, you know what? Okay, it's not antitoxin? You find antitoxin, that's what's in the vials, but your nature check reveals that this antitoxin is made for a concentrated poison of the yellow vine plant. Oh, okay. Uh, Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Okay, uh, antitoxin, and it says it's a yellow... Yellow vine. Vine poison. Okay. Uh, this is the ingredient, or it is, uh, uh, it, what it does. What, do I look like the alchemist over here? Well, antitoxin, it's like, advantage on 72 against poison from one hour, which is that, but, um... Comes from the yellow vine. Okay, what is the you yellow vine it to help you yes, resist the poison effects from the yellow vine plant? Oh, okay. Meaning the yellow vine plant could be used to make a poison. Be right back, guys. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, all right. So. Zerdos says, Grog gives you the warning about the hand stick bad. You look around, and in this forest of wood, all of a sudden you see, and it's tough because of the, the way that the sun moves through the foliage, these long shafts of golden sunlight are moving the shadows around in the, on the floor of the jungle, and it makes movement very difficult to differentiate what's being 
what's actually traveling through the jungle and what's just the shifting of the leaves making shadows run on the on the floor of the basement on the floor of the forest here mm. as soon as grok mentions the hand sticks you see all these spears like these little short maybe two three foot long sticks sticking up out of the ground they all move in like a wave they don't fall over they don't all collapse they just wiggle Dish I'd hurry up in there we need to move on Sorry, sorry. Uh, I was trying to, I was trying to, uh, to see what kind of toxin was. Seems like it was come from yellow vine poison. So, we get that. This will be helpful for us. I know the recipe for it. Very fascinating. I said that I want to. Wait, I said that I wanted to be a. An alchemist someday. Well, I guess my uh, knowledge has come to a good use. You actually haven't told me that. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you? Yeah, I want to build my own uh, shop to uh, to, to uh, sell some potions. That's my I remember goal. the shop bit, but you never explained what for. I was just for money, but I want to be uh, reckoned as the best seller of the potions so then can, people can buy my things. Ah, uh, potion seller. Dragons and their money. Always yeah, I want to be a potion seller. I... I do... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of retreating to uh, travel and get some stuff with you guys. At least to get money and I'll... To outstand uh, the other one that they're uh, saying shit. Are your potions too powerful for the average man? Meh. Just getting the ingredients are the, are the main resources to craft potions. And that's why I love it, is my passion. Why you guys are. Well, I should say, why you guys are doing. Going to uh, being adventurers. You have a goal to fulfill? Yes, I want to be a very well known anthropologist and discover perhaps a new race. A new race? Or at least rediscover a lost one. Oh. And. Did you, have, did you find anything? I have this. Mm, you know. Reach in my back and pull out a bundle of cloth and undo it and reveal the, the glass orb that has a blue-gray smoke that is constantly moving around inside. What is this? I don't know. I just I found it on one of my expeditions, and I believe it may be tied to a lost civilization. Ah, you're saying. I'm hoping that this starts a position. I can sell some potion as well. (laughs) 
silence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Grok thinks we should continue. We must fight yeah. this plantation and kill everyone. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, uh, no, you have no, Grok. Not to. I got. I, I was off track. Sorry. Especially, especially that little girl's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Them especially. No mercy. I'm okay. All right. With genocide on the mind, uh, you guys start moving. Who is yeah. leading? Me. Give me a survival check, please, Terados, as you finish up alchemizing and start leading back through the jungle. I'm sure you'll do a lot better than me. Uh, that is a 14. 14? Roll a D... D6, please. Okay. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I really need to identify my... Those are D6. I really need to identify my dice. Uh, Alright, let's roll that. Three. Three. Yeah, you guys are close enough on the coast, actually. So, you start heading in the wrong direction. And you look out, you see the coast, you're like, wait, 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 wait. This way. So you guys pull a 90 degree angle and following Terodis, you come up upon a clear cut. You see that the jungle in this area has been cut back. Trees have been felled. And what is opening up before you is a clear space of grass that has been meticulously cut down to about the inch of a length, length of an inch. And you start moving through this grassy area. And as you do so, you've noticed that for the last maybe two, three miles, those stakes that have been throughout the jungle, Grok, you notice that. As you get closer and closer to the plantation, the amount of stakes increase to the point where just the entire jungle is, there's just tons of these stakes that are wiggling. And then there's none. As you get to the clearing, there are no stakes in the ground. And as you all move into this clearing with the grass that's all been meticulously cut, you see a very fancy old Victorian-style house in the middle of this clearing. Grok Grok stomps up to it and knocks on the door. He doesn't even care. There's no surprise. He just goes... You smash on the door and you see uh, over to your side a... Gentleman in a white suit. He's got a pitcher with condensation on the side. Kind of takes his hat and puts one singular, singular index finger and pushes up the brim of his hat. Well, hello there. How may I help you, sir? Welcome. What's your name? My name is Leopold II. A pleasure to meet you. Grok takes out his maw and starts charging him. Whoa <laughs> there, friend. Hold on. Ah! Oh, no, no, you got all excited. Whoa, let's talk this out, friend. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grok, Grok is not having any of his silver tongue shenanigans. 
Well, there, now, now. Who says I got a silver tongue? You haven't even had to beat your ass yet. Croc doesn't care. He's still charging him. The last, like, 10 feet, 15 feet, he's, like, looking over to you, Zeridus, and Teridus. Whoa, are you just going to let your friend attack a good, upstanding citizen such as myself out of the blue? What are you doing? That's the point. The, the violence is the point. Oh, no. <laughs> not, nah, Considering not, where we are and how you're dressed. I'm yeah, chaotic, but I'm, not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm literally not going to, like, like I'm going to see the opportunity to smack that bitch. And Grok is going forward and Taurus is just like, yeah, yeah, that, that works. All right, let's roll initiative then. Okay. Oh no! Oh no! Another zero. Ooh, a twenty. Sixteen. It's not zero. It's a five. Twenty. Do you have a map? Yes, we're reusing the map from last week. Okay. The map is go- is just going to be the boat. That's it. <laughs> Imagine the boat if it was a plantation. He took the boat and turned it into a Victorian house. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have my tower dice. It is upstairs, so... Alright, let's you know hope everyone lives through this today. Oh, okay, that sound, doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I wanted to talk things out and use diplomacy, but now... And you heard me say 16, right, the end? Sixteen. 16, yes. Yeah. I got a 20. Uh, this map looks eerily familiar. Deja vu. We have been in this place before. Oh, yes. H- higher on the street. And then I think both this of you are going to be back a little bit. And then... <laughs> just means just chilling. Grok is going to be on his face. <laughs> We'll place this oh. guy right here. Okay, anime pose. Yeah, Sasuke. <laughs> and that's uh, Tokyo Ghoul, I think. Yes, it is Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> it is. I tried to Google Ghoul, and that's what came up, so that's what we're using. The. But that's totally fine. Pokey, pokey. So, Teridus, you're going to be going first. You just see your friend Grok charge up onto this villa, up onto this porch. Nice, totally reasonable, not evil gentleman was just having himself a mint and julep, and here comes your buddy, ruining the afternoon. All right. If someone has to describe themselves as not evil... <laughs> 
about just being, they're being clear about what they are and are not. Not evil <laughs> means, I mean, that's a whole universe of things that are obviously positive. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd like to describe myself as not evil. Right. I am back. I had to get my dog. But yeah, that's going to be Teridus. Uh, Teridus, you are number one in the initiative. All right. Uh, it's an house, right? Yes. Or is it an open area? <laughs> there is a very fancy southern plantation house, and you all see Grok run up onto the porch, smash the door, and then go over to this guy in a white suit, and he's he's gonna he's gonna smash him. Alright. So I have a five feet wild opening, I should say. Or ten. From what? You're um looks like you are more than yeah, you might be thirty feet. Yeah. I did My question just... is do I have a ten ten wide feet opening from the door or I have a ten? He's not inside, he's on the porch. He's on the porch? No, he's on not the even porch. on the porch. He, oh, he is. Okay, well, I... Because, like, I was knocking on the door, then he, like, I guess... Yeah, he was off to the side. <laughs> okay, off to the side. That makes sense. I presume. It's a hot afternoon. He's just off on his porch, having a nice afternoon. Alright, he's going to get there. There you go. And he's going Wait, to... Wait, does that mean... Does that mean... Grok ran up to the door and completely just passed him <laughs> as he knocked on the door. Yep. Does now. Alright. Uh, he's going to cast the Tasha's Tastic uh, Brew. And, yep. He's going to touch him. He has to make a dexterity saving throw. You're going to touch him? Nope. I'm going. No, I'm casting from myself. Uh huh. A... Yeah. That's thing for myself. Mm-hmm. And this is 30 line. So he's going to get hit, but not grab. Sounds good. Do I get a save? Yes. Next 30 saving throw. Dex. Not a good roll. Seven. All right. At the first... God damn it. At the start of each of his turns, he's going to take 2d4 acid damage. Alright. I will leave it to you to remind me to do that. Okay. Uh, no. Um, can I get the item interaction? What's the item? Uh, how come it's fire? Mm. Wait. Can I throw, can I throw it at this, at this distance? Only because uh, we're burning the mansions of the rich. Yeah, it's 20 feet, so I still have 10 feet. One and two. Usually I wouldn't allow you to throw something and cast a spell in the same turn, but because we're burning mansions, it's okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so it's an improvised weapon. Yeah. So just go ahead and roll a d20 and add your proficiency. Uh, should be my dexterity. Yeah, not proficiency unless you can get challenge or All right. Oof. That's a uh, that's an eight. <laughs> hey, it's a big house. Um, I'm gonna say you 
throw it and it goes wide and it just gets the corner of the porch and the porch it's super effective against the porch porch just goes up in a conflagration okay. might take a second <laughs> to light the rest of the house on fire because we're starting at the porch yep uh... All right. real intimidating <laughs> alright anything else in your turn sir uh, I just want to. I just want to. How many? This goes one, and this is not there anymore. All right, all right. Uh, that's good. Uh, that's the end of my turn. Uh. I can cast. Ah, uh, no. F. Oh. Chest. Mm. Nah, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need all of you to make a. One, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. So as the alchemist fire goes, psh, shatters off the porch that area starts catching on fire and you see as some of that fire turns black and then goes in a circle around all three of you and that circle expands and it goes out around you encompassing some of the desert and everything that the fire touches immediately withers and begins to gray and turn to dust and you feel the magic pulling the life out of you I need each of you to make constitution saving throws, please. Easy peasy. Right. I don't know. Fifteen. Nine. Five. Nine? Nine? So Lots of fives for me. Fifteen might save. It is kind of crazy, just like, how a roll of the dice d d can just kill you. It is definitely not a, like a game of... Like, some of it's strategy, but a lot of it is luck. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to burn his house. <laughs> now, luck's important. If you can't be skilled, like me, be lucky. <laughs> Alright, so 15 just saves. Okay. I spent all my luck on Yahtzee. <laughs> Way far away. Okay. So I didn't me. like that sound. No, that wasn't a good sound. Okay, so that's gonna be... 25 points of necrotic damage to each of you. Ah, I'm down. What? 25 <laughs> points Wait, of necrotic damage to each of Wait. you as this circle of death swarms over you and you feel yourselves being pulled to the docks. So, yes, I barely left a scratch. 2d4, by the way. 2d4 acid damage. Fifth oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's okay. I'm sure this guy's a glass cannon. Uh, 4 acid damage. 4 acid damage, got it. Okay. Uh, wait, do I... It is 24, you said? 2-4. Wait, 2-5? Uh, I, I think it's 25. Let me, I still got the dice here. 10, 14, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 25. 
Did I save? Right. You saved, so that's going to be reduced down to 12. Damn. Okay, so you, Teratus, see your friend off to your side go down, enveloped in this dark shadows. And then, Gronk, how you doing? Gronk? Me? I'm good. I'm barely left to scratch. All right. So, yep, um, he finishes casting the spell and then stands up to his full height. Looking at you, Grok. Hey, I see your friend has gone down. Are you sure you want to continue this conversation or will you want to care for your friend before I turn him into one of my workers? Oh, dear. Oh, God. Here we go, bro. This is what we've been training for. It's my turn now. It's your turn, Grok. I know. This is so exciting. All right, rage. Bam. I miss the rage. All right. Then, I just try to smash him in the head with a hammer. Should be pretty effective, seeing as he's only wearing a suit. Here we go. 14. 14? Pretty yep. sure that's going to hit this guy. He's got a pretty low AC. Yep, 14 hits. Great. Looks like he's lower than mine. Looks like no. he's going to be taking 10 damage. <laughs> 10 damage? Mm, yes. Alright, do you have any more attacks? You know, I really feel like I should, but nope. Oh okay. yeah, you're level 3. Let's see here. Let me see if I can do anything else. Use my bonus action to rage. I'm use my action to attack. Leaves me with nothing, honestly. Just a damn shame. Yep, um, we're looking at the next turn. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring us to Zerdos. Zerdos, would you make a death saving throw? Yes, I will. Right. Success. Oh, success. Zerdos, you're going to live, buddy. <laughs> One success. So that's going to bring us to Terados' turn. Terados, you see your friend still enveloped in the remnants of this shadowy death. Not looking so good. What do you do? Um, well, in this section, getting more on the Zerdos. It's a good bonus action. All right. This is not going to be well. Uh, you recover. Oh, nice. Four, four HP. Uh, no, that's four HP. Eight HP. Eight is much better than four. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's like so... all his. That's like all his HP. It's half. <laughs> it's half. Okay. Oh my god. How how are you alive, Zerdos? It's a very good question. It's called spending your life in the city. smart to have made it this far. Let's just hope he doesn't die. Alright. Uh. Now Zerdos is up and he can cast his spells. How much mm-hmm. fire is it easy from the fire, by the way? Fire. This is the next round. It's starting to spread. I'd say it's about at a quarter. Um, so... Probably a, a, another round or two and it'll be at his location. So you're a... Uh, you're a... 
what's it called? A what's your class called? Sorcerer. No, 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 no. The other guy. Artificer. Artificer, yes. But what subclass is it? Are you alchemist or? Yeah, I'm an alchemist. Oh, alchemist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever uh, played with somebody that chose alchemist. I always, I think I've always seen somebody either go armor or the cannon one. Battlesmith. Yeah, battlesmith. Or no cannon. All right, uh, I'm going to Artillery? cast. Uh, I'm going to cast stick of flame on him. That's good. Then he has to make a dexterity saving draw. Uh, he's got no dexterity. He's just a he's just a little man. Twelve. That fails. Uh, that's a D eight. Just wait. As soon oh, as you it get takes to, seven radiant damage. As soon as you get to level five, wow. that's gonna go up to two D eight. And um, he is going to be on the um. Let's see. Is he is he trying to move away, or? No, not at all. Okay. Mm. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I think I might want to stay next to my friend that that went down. Oh, gotta be there. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be it. All right, you move back there, give your friend some cover. That's going to uh, be... Yeah, some cover over there. And as you move back, repositioning yourself, you see the grass begin to shift and move in the opposite way of the wind. There's something in the, in the long grass. And as you have the realization come to your mind... You see these hands crawl out from underneath the grass and surround you and your friend. All right. Uh, is, is it the guy's turn? It is the guy's turn, and he's calling in his hands. He's asking for a hand. Okay. All right. He takes, takes acid damage. Yeah, he'll be dead next turn. Don't worry about it. He takes six, uh, six acid damage, by the way. So... He must have cast Horde Wilting, is what I'm guessing he casted. So, like, out of game. Like, I'm not trying to metagame, but, like, that means he's, I think, a wizard, right? Because wizards can only cast that. Or maybe a sorcerer, I guess. Intelligent check. <laughs> it's fine. He is neither of those things. That's weird. I'm, oh, I guess he could be a druid. Warlock. Warlock. Yeah, warlock yeah, no, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, Warlock, I suppose. How edgy he is. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Yeah, he has warlock, two spell slots, that's okay. Yeah, warlock <laughs> makes more sense. He has two spell slots, that's okay. Uh, he's gonna start he's just gonna start casting a Eldritch Blast. Uh, he starts doing that shield. <laughs> oh well. No, he uh, takes a, a hand, places it on your forehead, and looks at you with a deep empathetic stare. My son, we must not fight. We must 
Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm going to fight you. And he is going to hurt you. He is going to hurt you good. Okay. Melee spell attack. Oh, no. Maybe he's not going to hurt you. Uh, He rolled very low. He wants you to be hit. Does a 12 hit you? No, it doesn't. Damn. You feel the the necrotic energies pump through his hand, but you're able to and brush him off to the side. No damage. Ah, diamond. Diamond. And just try to touch me. Just try and touch me, bro. Um, then the hands are going to go ahead and try and give you guys the claw. The claw. The claw. It's going to be 18 to hit you, Grok. Does hit. It's going to be two damage from the claw. I am prone, so they have damage to hit me. Got it. That's good, because he only rolled a five there. Is that going to be a 14 to hit you, Zerados? Yeah. Two damage to you. Rolling super low. Then that's going to be a 21 to hit Terados. Uh, that is not shield. <laughs> it's just the hand. Are you sure you want to use shield? Hmm. Yeah, roll damage, I guess. Two damage. All ones on those rolls. All ones all day. That's gonna do it for the hand damage. Leopold is gonna just gonna like look around looking for an exit. Yeah, come on now, there's no reason that you all being unreasonable. Cause there's no reason to be unreasonable, people, please. Alright, Grok. It's his turn, right? Yes. Grok raises his hand and taps his chest, imbuing his attacks with his magical tattoo that he has that was established in the first session. And he's going to attack the guy again, obviously. Yeah, both of Grok and Zerdos have magical tattoos. Yeah, but don't Zerdos worry, Grok. doesn't have magic tattoos. Rock's tattoo is cool. cool. So. Alright, 21 to hit. So that obviously hits. I'm not even gonna. Well, uh, I guess it, unless you're talking about the runes. Okay. <laughs> runes aren't tattoos, bro. As born with mine. <laughs> I was born with these tattoos, bro. I was born cool. Okay? Yeah, 21 obviously hits. Alright. So we're gonna be doing the damage. Okay, so Oof. Fifteen, and then I gotta roll another D8 because of the tattoo. Just add that damage on. All right, so we're looking at twenty-one damage as the the um the umbral webs of his tattoo leaks onto his hammer. It hits him, and then the the webs also kind of get in a little smack as well. Uh, twenty-three because your rage damage. Twenty-three. Thank you. I've got the damage. Did it seem to hurt him at all? He is looking ruffled. You see his white suit. The hat is askew. The tie is pulled out of the vest. My God. (laughs) Grok, no like. Slavey people. 
Look, it's not slavery if I kill them and then put their useless bodies to work. It's only slavery if the poor person, if the individual, the being you're forcing into servitude is conscious. The undead aren't really conscious. I'm do I did nothing wrong. Huh. Grok. Grok can't argue with that. Look, take for instance this gentleman right here. I killed him and most of his family and set them to work for me. Now, this is a victimless crime. If uh, one girl that got away, if I got her too. And you, and you look at the gentleman that he's kind of like pulled uh, from the side. There's a distinct resemblance between the little girl that spent the night at your camp and this old man. I guess we should probably save that guy. He's dead. Oh, he's dead. Okay. He Rock, is a uh, zombie. Damn. Grok, not like that. Grok, Grok gonna kill you even more, so... Grok, it's fine. What I've done here is nothing but owning the means of production, which is these uh, people. Grok's gonna have to... Man, he's gonna have to turn you into a soup for this one. (laughs) No, no, no. uh, Yeah, uh, the tie's probably gonna have to be a garnish. And uh, then I'll pass the turn on to... Zardos, you're up. From the ground, I'm just gonna kind of turn my head to look at the <laughs> hand that's clawing at my ankle. <laughs> Man, I could, I could just see Zarados being like, I don't know how to explain it. Zarados is just so cool. I love his character. Could so, you stop, stop that? <laughs> I'm gonna cast Chill Touch and have my own skeletal magic hand reach out and grab that one. Hands on hands. Hands on hands. This is an artist nightmare. Is a 13 hit it. 13 hits. Six necrotic damage. Yeah. You watch as the hand becomes brittle and then shatters into a thousand ice pieces. Alright. Kicking off the dust, I'm gonna stand up. Yeah, I walk away, man. That's <laughs> right, bro. That's right, man. Gonna get away from the grass. as a bonus action using Quicken Spell. Going to cast... Going to cast Chaos Bolt at second level. And... Yeah. Does the 22 hit the gentleman in the suit? 22 hits. That's pretty good. So at this point, when he gets hit by this chaos bolt, you feel the jungle around you just emanate this shock wave from the chaos bolt that ripples out every single one of these like shambling workers that you now see in the tree line. They stutter. They they almost stumble a little bit as this yeah the shock rave resonates throughout the tree line. There are dozens, dozens, maybe hundreds of people that slowly begin to shuffle away from the tree line, 
through this circular forest area. They start moving in to the grassy, cleared meadow towards this plantation house that sits in the middle of it. You are all surrounded by this uh, by this circular horde of shambling horrors that begin to shuffle their way in towards you. As you look back towards the gentleman in white, Zerdos, you see a desperation in his eye as he looks around looking for an escape. Oi. Oi, please, I was... I was just trying to turn a profit. I don't understand why you're all so mad at me. Are you here from Fort Belrulian? I'll pay Liara. I'll pay her what she wants. It's not about the money at this point. It's about the fact that you are killing people and raising zombies. Grok, Grok not opposed to working out a deal where the group gets a money and he pairs his fair share. Come on, listen to him. Listen to your friend. He's reasonable. See, he's not Grok, open to... Yeah. Grok not, you know, Grok think that killed two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah, two birds with one stone, and then we'll raise both the birds and put them to work for us. Oh, Be wait. reasonable. Grok, uh, Grok think about it. Oh, no, we'll, we, we kill him, and then we take his money from his house. Oh, it's burning <laughs> down. <laughs> Let's go. It, it's burning down, no. We gotta save it before it burns the gold. Half the house is being conflagrated at this point. And that's gonna bring us to the hands turn. No, wait. Terados. Terados, your move. Alright. Uh, is he next to a fire? It's getting pretty close. How much? How much close? Say all this is on fire now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, okay. What does this? Uh, all right. Um, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to cast Sanctuary as a bonus action on uh, Grog. My wait, it's nice music. Yes, I'm gonna cast a sanctuary on uh, on him, and I'm going to throw a bag of blasting powder. Oh no, <laughs> over here, over where? Roll a d20, add your dexterity. All right, uh, that is uh. Uh, there's a 14. Oh, yeah. All so, right, so this guy has to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, that's not going to do it. Uh, so he rolled a 11 with oh, plus yes. 2 of 13. So, Grok, as you feel this protective energy come over you, you just instinctually start walking away back towards your friends, and you feel this shockwave very similar to the thunder wave erupt behind you as this giant explosion happens behind you and you start walking away to this badass music <laughs> massive, massive explosion behind you oh did the uh did we kill him this spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects such as the explosion or fireball yeah 
uh, I throw it here so it doesn't get you. Oh, yeah. I see. So what you did was you casted Sanctuary and then you basically blew him up and everybody around him. Yeah. And yeah, and this end as well. <laughs> nice. Pretty awesome. Uh, he's going to take... Uh, oh boy! He's going to take... Uh, oof, 15 bludgeoning damage. This guy. Yep, so everyone dead. Everyone turned into blood paste. Mansion destroyed. You guys walk back into the jungle as you feel like you just got out of... Yeah, this is a scene out of Apocalypse Now. As you guys just napalm the entire jungle, you're walking away from just exploding pieces of burnt wood. Can I get the charcoal? <laughs> Add one more pouch of charcoal to your inventory, because you just turned this entire plantation into charcoal. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess the slaves, yeah, the slaves are freezing. Let's go! Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Um, Grok, uh instinctively goes back to the guy's corpse and uh, takes his uh, charred head with him. Yep, that's all that's left of him is like his head with like black singe marks around his neck. You also see that the little girl's parents like mom and dad, mom's in a maid outfit, dad's in a butler outfit they've been charred pretty good and as you like kind of like try and roll them over with your foot they crumble to dust, and there's a big old pile of treasure. Oh, nice. What's inside? Inside the corpse? Yeah. Inside the treasure. Yeah, the treasure. Oh, right, of course, inside the treasure. Right, yeah, totally. Uh, you did say there was a bunch of treasure that just fell out. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a treasure corpse. It's like a loot goblin. Since <laughs> Brock is there, he gets the treasure. <laughs> yeah, I thought of this is a... Uh, a goblin treasure as well. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go ahead and roll for it. Ooh, if he gets a hundred on a D one hundred, do we get a book of? Do we get like? I, I don't even know. Deck of many things. That'd be crazy. Yeah. So there's four pieces of platinum. Oh wow! I think he'll make the mistake of giving us a deck of many things. <laughs> I I know. No no no. Deck of many mm. things is crazy. Not again. Not again. Damn. Not right. ready as that. I was not ready for that as a DM when I did that. All right. And then 40 pieces of gold. Nice. Nice. You also find a rock. All right. So, Rock stuffs the gold into his pouches, um, takes the head and puts it in just a little bag and ties it around his belt. And then. Um, he takes the rock, looks at it, and suspects that it's probably more than a rock if it, ex if it ex survived the explosion. So he pockets that and is going to give it to Zerados later. And then, finally, he takes a bunch of the ashes from the p two parents, scoops them up, and put puts them in a little, little sack. And then uh, walks to your friends. Darvidus is going to... He's going to... He says, What are you drinking at? Grok got many things. Grok got four shiny platinum piece. Grok also got 40 gold shiny piece. Grok also found this, and he holds up the rock. Grok, Can I take a look at it? Grok may thinks this rock might be the 
best rock in the all of the nine realms. Alright, with my with my uh anchor to uh tools, I will try to open this uh rock. It's a rock. Oh, There's it's no hinge on the rock. There's just nothing inside? There's nothing inside the rock. Um, you could break the rock, see if there's anything inside the rock, but it's not like a, something, it's not like a box or a, a sack. It's nothing like opening about it. There's no I easy way to open the rock. I think what he meant is that he was going to use his tinker tools to break the rock open. Okay. So you you get your mallet, you get your hammer, you smash rock. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to make sure it's not magic first? Before he, he smashes through it, as he holds, he's like... My pleasure. As he is uh, literally like holding it in his hand so he can do the work. <laughs> Please do. Do you cast Detect Magic? I don't have it. Oh, no! <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm gonna see if I can go and find a Arcana check if see if it's magical. Can I? You want to find a what? I want to see if it is magical. How are you gonna see if it's magical? Arcana check. Oh, you're just gonna do an Arcana check on the rock? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you you see it's a rock. Go ahead and make your arcana check as you try and look at the rock for any kind of runes or inscriptions on it. Uh, this is a 17. 17? Yep. So as you take a closer look at this rock, you find it to be extraordinarily smooth. This is about the size of a rock that fits well in a palm. It's not too huge, it's not heavy, but it actually has a good grip to it. And as you kind of squeeze it in your hand, it feels warm. Not in just contrast to the surrounding environment, the ambient temperature. It feels like it has been held by someone. And as you press, you continue to squeeze it, you can feel some kind of tether just on the edge of your perception. Some kind of connection that branches out from the stone you realize that this is a sending stone oh nice so he holds it and uh, he um, it's a single sending stone or it's a two sending stone it's a single sending stone he's going to activate it you activate it and you get another line another voice coming to your head Hello, Leopold, is that you? Leopold! Grok think, Grok think you should pretend to be fancy man. Uh. Shit, I'm not a Genku. Fuck! <laughs> Leopold, uh, we were expecting a shipment last week. Where have you been? Pretend! Grok think you pretend now. Sorry, uh. Sorry, I kind of, uh. Oh my god, Leopold, do you have a cold? You sound awful. Yes, I have a cold. Um, I'm sorry, I 
my, oh my, my god <laughs> what happened to your accent um when i get sick it's doing like this oh well i hope you feel better old friend let me know if there's anything that we can bring up to you in any case uh ship will be there in a few days to pick up its usual supplies are you ready yeah sorry i have a headache and can you remind me why i was supposed to send you i kind of forgot since i like i forgot to contact you Oh, you must be terribly sick, old friend. Of course, you've been sending us rubber shipments for the past few months. Uh, I've had a little bit of trouble getting to ship up to you recently because of the pirates coming in and out of the Bay of Jolt. They've been really raiding us ragged, but got a new ship chartered. The Brazen Pegasus, they should be at your location within the next two or three days. I'll be waiting. Fantastic, old job. It was good to hear from you, Leopold. And for God's sake, eat some soup or something. You sound like absolute shit. Yeah, I'm pretty shit, yeah. Okay, well, uh, uh, glad to hear from you. We'll expect a robber soon. Yeah, I, I'm going to bed. Oh, good, good, good. All right, I'll, uh, till the next time I talk. Yeah, uh, I'll tell him. What? Tell who? Ah, uh, sorry, I, I, I thought you said a name. Uh, sorry, I, I'm, I, I'm not here. Uh, I, I, should, I, sh- I should go. Uh, Leopold, bye. your brain is on fire. Go rest, friend. Cool off. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you. <laughs> <laughs> he deactivated and said, God damn. I we were speaking too long. I think I couldn't handle that. A shipment from pirates, it says. He says. Hmm, interesting. Isn't the Frozen Pegasus the ship we took? It sure is. The one that sunk? Yep, it, yep the one that sunk by the Dragon Turtle is supposed to pick a shipment up of this rubber. Uh, in a couple days. I see. <laughs> That's shall, we troll, shall we troll that in the water? It could be useful to the R. Perhaps they can track the owner of the other side. It's going to two or three days. Can we reach the port and come back with reinforcement? The Brazen Pegasus was sunk, remember? It's the one we took to get a port. port. Ah, Yanzaru. Well, um, I can this be anywhere? Um, we can sell that, right? Sell it? Oh, this, this, this rock. Yes, to the Got it. Well, <clears throat> Rock think we should head out. It's yeah. time. Yeah, let's let's go back. Yes. Oh, sorry, are you feeling good, uh, young boy? You, no. you need some refreshment? I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I I use my sanctuary, so... Sorry. You're good. <laughs> 25! I'm, in... I'm down. <laughs> I'm yes. in danger! Okay, so the parents, where are they? 
they are now in ash pouches on Grok's belt. Mm-hmm. Grok's what? The parents they, uh, got exploded, and, and they were zombies anyway, so it was probably better this way anyway. But yeah, the, their ash is in my belt. They got cremated, basically. Oh. So as you all walk back into the jungle and leaving nothing alive in your wake, well, it was undead already, but in any case... I am going to need a survival check from the individual leading their way back to Fort Belruian. Who has the highest uh, survival here? No matter gaming. Uh, okay. Do you want me to lead or are you good? Well, you uh, got us here. I, you got us here, so I mean, I want to be opposed to you getting us back. As long as we keep the Bay of Cholt on our right, we should be good for a while. Where is my fucking nice day? Alright, uh, guidance for survival. Uh, yeah, that's good. That is a 14. 14? Yeah. You? Start traveling south and keeping the Bay of Chult within the periphery. You start moving down the coast. And for a second, you're like, wait, did we come ashore here? Is Fort Belruli in this way? And you go in and you miss it a little bit. But as the evening comes, you stumble out of the forest and find the familiar walls of these, of this little hillock in which Fort Bulrulian sits on top of. You wave at the guards and they <laughs> open it up once again for you. Welcome back to Fort Bulrulian. Happy to see you all. I understand you took care of a little problem up there with Leopold, eh? That piece of shit, that wanker. Yes. Yeah, that wanky. Yeah, that wanky. Yeah, we glad you took care of him right up. That's what I like to say. Get tax dodgers, get a day. They always waiting for you inside there. And I just like how it's the tax dodging that is upsetting everybody. That's the worst thing a person could do, not pay their taxes. Oh, can you imagine a society in which the richest people among us didn't pay their fair share? Grok think that would be a very poor society indeed. Absolutely. Have a city of Roger Skate. We got we tax the people at, uh, in our territories, not our people back. Aim of, aim on. That's the uh, Imperial Periphery policing the Imperial cause. What that is? All right. How can I? Okay, I'll make you a deal. If you. If you let me craft your weapon, we don't pay taxes. Is that good with you? The, you know, the cal- the baluster. I am sure I can make it for you. And not have to travel uh, for the piece of uh, delivery and make it on the fort. What are you How's saying? You're trying to get out your taxes? Yeah, what are you saying, love? Can Is I that a deal? Might want to be careful with what you're saying. Ain't nobody gets out of paying their taxes. It just came from a mission. From walk a... in. Yeah, as you walk uh, in. The, it, yeah. yeah, you both go in and uh, the guard goes to like one of the other, goes to a group of other guards and then he says something and then they all look over at you. We well, you don't want pay taxes. You say eh? And you all scoot on into Fort Belroyan and... Making your way towards the Grand Hall, you find, once again, Liara uh, amongst a pile of paperwork. 
and uh, without looking up, she gives you the the hand sign, gesturing you in. Um. So Grok goes in, takes the head, and throws it at the paperwork. Grok got head for you. Would have been nice to know that he was a necromancer. Yep. Well, uh, we weren't exactly sure how he was a uh, influencing the local area. We were very impressed by his rubber production, but seems that his ideology was not going to allow him to continue business here in harmony with our expedition. And she takes the head, gets a spike over to the side of her desk, and like grabbing both sides of the neck, pulls the head down on the spike until it pops out of the skull. That's much better. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Want to give a an example to individuals who try and skirt the lines here. Must make sure that Baldur's Gate's authority is respected. No problem, ma'am. Hmm. Grog well, demands payment. Well, about that, were you able to find any of his back taxes that he was supposed to owe us? Hmm. Grog. No. No taxes. Burned up. His house you caught sure? fire. Are you sure? Yeah, his house caught fire. Are yeah. you really sure about that answer? Sorry, it's my fault. Yeah, the house the house caught fire. His taxes yeah. were probably all in there. Yeah, I. It wasn't a smart move to put Alchemist fire into the into uh, a wooden, wooden thing. How much did he owe? By, by the way, he owed exactly eighty gold, and and if this is the case where his house burned down, then it shouldn't be much of a problem for my expeditionary force to pay a visit and uncover the gold that would have been there. Oh, well, we'll see it well, done. I'll dispatch them immediately. Well, the, it was magical fire, so actually. Grok think a uh, house probably burned so hot, gold probably evaporated. Oh, well, I mean, it could have smelted into a large chunk, but we can give those to the dwarves and make sure that they piece it out appropriately. I've never yeah, heard of Grok, magic uh, metal-melting fire before, in oh, well, case you know, there's something you're not magic. telling me. Well, Grok thinks magic is probably out of a lot of people's comprehension. Specifically, Grok's. Um, Grok thinks it's probably best not well, to waste the manpower. Grok, we had an agreement that we would get to keep 60%. Oh, Zer- Grok understands, but we didn't find anything, unfortunately, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Z- I would rather not get in trouble. Zerdos, I think that what you're My life is already on the line. I... Grok, remind Zerdos that we only found the seeing stone. I mean, the hearing, the sending stone. That's all we found. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Here here it is. Puts the fucking rock on the the table Mm, and says... That that might be worth... That might be worth the gold you're looking for. Yeah, it, it is a magical item. Yes, it's the sending stone. I'm familiar. It's probably it attached to whoever yeah. he was working with. Yeah, yeah. That, that might be useful to you. I'd say that's probably worth 40 gold. 80 gold, I mean. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's gaining new information, so here's that. He's yeah. your 40%. Yeah, I think that, mm. and besides, uh, that's 100%, honestly, so we don't even want the, the money. 
She reaches across the table, grabs the sending stone, and begins to tap it off of the table. No, 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 supposed to be an exportation so i bet he he knows that what, what was going on and he moves his gold away with the one he's working for Pornianzaru is a hub of economic activity many of the merchants are moving their goods in and out of the city but always pays to be thorough and make sure everyone is following the law I will make sure that you are all following the law by sending a team back to the plantation to go over the ruins and fetch any back owed taxes. Otherwise, I hate to think that you are lying to me. But... Grok understands, but Grok remind you about the magic fire. Yes, magic fire, Grok, thank you. And upholding our end of the deal... She takes out a very wonderful, like the calligraphy on this is fantastic. There's a fancy paper that it's drawn onto and there's like all sorts of ridges and bumps and different colors of, of ink. She passes along, she holds out this charter for you all to read, signs the bottom of it and then rolls it, ties it with a ribbon and then seals it with some official Baldur's Gate wax and stamp. Your charter, permission, and authority that you carry Baldur's Gate with you. This charter grants you the right to explore everything on the peninsula, as well as come down to the area as low as the Flaming Mountains. Beyond that, we do not have or have not been able to establish a claim, but I leave you with this charter and the permission of Baldur's Gate to explore deeper into the interior. Grok handles it and gives it to Zerdos, thinking he's probably more the reading type. Grok also understands that you said you would also pay us on top of that, didn't you? I think. It oh was, no, no. I think it was uh, agreement. I... Agreement was sixty forty. You would recover some of oh, the taxes retrieved from yeah. Leopold, which we didn't find any. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Grok. Magic fire and all that. <laughs> well right, thank right. you so much before you go I would ask since you weren't able to recover any at all non-zero zip of the back taxes owed by Leopold and we gave you the sending stone right, the, the rock I would ask that you have a, uh, just a keep an eye out down south since you're going that way anyway and perhaps when you bring back your cut of the 50% to Fort Belrulian, you would give us any news of something that you'll find down in the south. We've had strange reports coming back that have reached my ears of enormous footprints rimmed with ice. This is a bit out of the ordinary for our particular jungle setting. If you are able to bring back what, if any, are the causes of these large footprints rind very much appreciate it if there is 
any kind of new jungle life, any kind of animals that we need to be prepared for. I do appreciate being appraised of such developments if they occur. Brooke understands. Yeah, I hope we find a lot of gold down south. Uh... He's going to read the the thing before he sign it. She is not we asking you it. for... She yeah. signed it. Correct. Yeah. All right. Does it, does, it, does it say on the paper that it removes the 50% that we hold for the taxes? Yes, it is explicitly carved out, and the the language is a little lawyery. It's a little lawish, but yes, what is the language? It, it says to any person, they, them, her, it that come into the Chultz region will give half of they, them, their its profits discovered within this region. It just goes on like that for a while. Mm-hmm. It says fifty percent, five zero, one half. That's distinguished a couple different ways throughout the contract will be given to the expeditionary forest within Chult at Fort Belrillian currently, but in the future, if that may change at the designated and you know, more and more like that. What is specifically mentioned is the 50%, the expeditionary outpost, in this case, Belrullian for Belrullian. Those things are explicitly spelled out, and it is under the protectorate of Baldur's Gate. All right, so no taxes, and we get 50%. Okay. Cool. Um, Grok exits the tent and looks for the girl. You turn around, and as you're about to walk out of the Grand Hall, you see standing in the doorway is the little girl. Oh, great. Grok walks over to her. <clears throat> Hello. Where are my parents? Rock takes the sack and starts pouring out the dust. Um, before, I, I just wanted to say that I'm very sorry for your loss. These are your parents. I don't understand. They were burned to a crisp, and I put them in the sack, and I'm showing you their dust. They are, yeah, they're, they're dead. They're dead? They're, they're toast. They're you out. killed my parents and burned no. them? No, they they were they were zombies. When they were zombies when we got there. She reels. She stumbles backwards. She's seen the different villagers that she lived around. The entire community that she lived within slowly be killed, murdered by this Leopold guy, and turned into undead slaves. And then that be used as a mechanism of control and fear. She was threatened with dismemberment. Her parents were threatened all to control them. And that's how she spent years of her life. And now to see that her worst horrors have come true. And that her parents were turned into undead servants when they no longer would cooperate. The most horrific fate that she could her worst fear that haunted her the last few years. Realized in this moment, she looks up towards you. This is your fault. You weren't fast enough. You could have saved them. Grok lets out a hearty laugh. <laughs> no, no, you killed them. <laughs> you, you're the one that ran away. I mean, Stop come it. on. Stop no, it. it. You're definitely the one that killed them. <laughs> Oh, you make me laugh. That was funny. I swear to Uptow and all the gods of Chult that you're going to die. 
yeah, you definitely. <laughs> I don't know why you would run away. I mean, <laughs> of course he was gonna do this. It was, it was a matter of time. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. And I'll be the one that sees the life drain from your eyes. You son of a bitch. Grok is having mixed feelings here. I did get your parents. I, I brought them physically back to you. Just not in the same condition. You know what I meant. You sick son of a bitch. You can keep the ash. I'm not going to keep it. It's... You can remember them with that. Anyway. Tears streaming yeah. down her face. She snatches the bags of ash, holds them to her chest, and then runs out of there, crying, ear, tears streaming down her face. She do casts I, one... Do I get a reward? Or... One <laughs> backwards glance. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Oh, oh, okay. That was uncalled for. Grok, Grok's feelings are hurt. She runs Does off Thara from the camp. Does Thara just air from the outside, or...? You see a powerful... Uh, you see a powerful creation of an antagonist. You feel the plot shift inexorably. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Yes, Teratis, you see <laughs> the most evil anti-villain. Okay, well, I mean... It wasn't really Grok's fault that his parents, their parents died. It, it, you just like see that he didn't uh, make it any better. <laughs> Brock, yeah, Brock was, this just just Brock was see, merely stating facts. Does this just see that and like gives you like uh, a shake of no, like? Well, you know what? Grok didn't have the pleasure of even having the bodies of his parents. Okay, she should be grateful. Just go back to the tent and sign the contract. I, I don't need this. You don't need to sign it. You son of an idiot. Grok, just sign the contract. <laughs> it's not that sort of thing. You don't need to. Yeah, it's a different contract. Just sign it, please. Just sign, <laughs> sign the contract, buddy. Sign the contract. That's. Whew. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a war duck situation later down the road. <laughs> but, uh, I'm like, brother. I was. I was going to get a, a prosthetic arm for her. Well, you, you know, honestly, Grok, <laughs> I don't understand how that went wrong. Grok gave her her parents, he stated the facts, he told her that he didn't kill them, and she was honestly being irrational. Grok did nothing wrong? Grok did nothing wrong, and it's like, yeah, sure, maybe he was a little blunt about it, but like... <laughs> And, and like as soon as she as soon as she blamed him, he was like he was not having that because he wasn't the problem. Come on, come on. Uh, soon, I mean, as soon as you as soon as it's like a North Korea situation. As soon as you run away, you know your parents are going to get punished, obviously, because they're still there. Oh no! It's like of course. Oh no! Hey. Is that your way of thinking in character, or your way of thinking out of character? How is it a way of thinking? It's just facts if you're not there and you know your siblings or parents are there like of course they're gonna retaliate i mean it's like you're you're the one that ran away brother maybe she runs away because her parents i'm not saying that it wasn't a good idea i'm just saying of course it was it was bound to happen like 
you knew how evil this guy was. Never sell out, find my way out in my own lane, won't play the game.